Horvat, presented by BetMGM. All right, welcome back. We're about uh, two hours away from kickoff. We do got an early kickoff, 11 a.m. Eastern. We'll talk about that game coming up here shortly. We're going to talk Notre Dame, North Carolina State. we got a lot to get to, but we got to talk about the big one. That's SMU, Oklahoma. Tons of line movement there. We welcome out now Kelly in Vegas. Joined us last week. Kelly, uh, last week we asked you, your opening question was, what's your favorite tailgate tradition? Today I just want to know, do you like to go out for the games? Are you watching these games like with friends? Are you watching these games at the bar? Are you like me? And you got your multiple screens, you got the sweatpants going, and you have to watch these games by yourself because you're a lunatic. What are you doing today for this slate? Because Ryan, this is a ridiculous week two slate. What do you Business got going? on top, casual on the bottom. That's how this works. Every day working remote. I love it. I wear sweatpants every day. Nobody knows. Uh, no, I am not the most fun person to watch games with, Ryan. Uh, if you are on the same side as my bets, we're going to have a great day when we're winning. We're going to have... We're gonna, you know, be misery loves company, right? If we're losing together, at least we can be miserable together. But I have several of my girlfriends that are like, Kel, I hate when you sports bet. And I'm like, really? You guys, you know this long enough now. Uh, so unless it's a standalone game, I really do prefer to be at home, laptop open, live betting, kind of doing my own thing as opposed to being out in public, bad cell phone service at a game, trying to check multiple scores. All right, let's start with Houston and Rice because uh, off the air we were talking about this game, and I completely agree. I think we're going to be on the right, the same side here, hopefully the right side here. What do you like in Houston and Rice? Houston with a big win last week. Uh, we were both against Houston last week, so that was tough. And then you got Rice with JT Daniels, year 15 in college football. What do you like yeah. today? No kidding, right? That's the, that's the one caveat here for Rice. They have the more experienced team, uh, also the most, most experienced quarterback probably in college football. Look, you said that you were on UTSA last week. Three turnovers just killed that team. Maybe a couple calls went Houston's way. Rice is a really interesting team here, especially from a geographical standpoint, right? These colleges are like five miles away, so there is no home field advantage. But this line has gotten out of control. Nine, nine and a half is too much to be laying with this Houston team. I do not think that this is going to be that high. Did I sprinkle a little bit on Rice money line? Of course I did. Uh, Al, 6-0 and oh after facing the Longhorns, that is against the spread. I'm going to need their defense to do what their defense didn't do last year. If you watched this game or at least caught glimpses of it, Rice had Houston on the ropes and then they squandered away a fourth quarter lead late. Fumble, go ahead, TD. You know that's fresh in their mind here. So I took the plus nine and the plus 270. I think it's worth the sprinkle here, absolutely. All right, really quick, I got to ask you about Kansas State, just because this one's kind of been all over the place, and I know you're a fan. What would you do at 15 and a half against Troy? The total's 49 and a half. I know Troy was kind of like a trendy dog earlier on in the week, but we're down to 15 and a half. What would you do there? Troy has been a trendy dog all year. They were picked to win the Sun Belt. We're getting a lot of hype. Here's my thing as a K-State fan. I am harder on my teams yeah. than anybody else, right? And that's something that you should take into account. It's your team. You should only bet on your team when you are absolutely confident in the matchup. And you should bet against your team when there's too many points. So 15 and a half, I looked at it on Sunday when the line started to pop up on the odd screen. I said, you know what? I'm going to sit this one out. K-State showed a lot on offense last week. I was really impressed against Southeast Missouri. Uh, Will Howard, rushing touchdown, passing touchdown, and receiving. I was like, Colin Klein, is this really necessary? Should we be pulling out the trick plays against Southeast Missouri? Look, this game has to had to have been circled for the Wildcats. Last year, they lost to Tulane as 14 and a half point dog, or favorites at home. Different quarterback, obviously Adrian Martinez. 
we're going to see K-State better be able to wrap, like run the ball against this defense. If not, I don't have a lot of confidence in them. Uh, All right, we got to talk. Oh, my Go bad. Ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off there. I was, no. was going to say, I lost your audio there for a second. All right, we got to talk about the big one. Marshall, East Carolina, though. What's your play here? Look, you got to, you have to remember, this is overreaction week, right? Everybody's going to look at this Marshall team and say they are garbage because what Michigan was able to do. J.J. McCarthy, give him the Heisman after last week. Everybody, calm down. Look, this is going to be a team that needs to dominate the time of possession. My favorite stat here about Marshall, 14-5 and five against the spread in road starts since 2009. I like this team. I think East Carolina's not a very good football program. Uh, I'm sorry, that was East Carolina against Michigan. Yeah. I'm all backwards. Uh, Marshall minus three. If you shop around, you can actually get some reduced juice here. I like the Thundering Herd to go into East Carolina and get the win. A really sneaky game today, and it's a 16-and-a-half point spread. You got SMU taking on Oklahoma. The total opened up at 69. What do you like here? Oh, boy. Look, I, I got word early on this week uh, to play SMU, and I thought, okay, I don't know if I can do it. Oklahoma, Brent Venables, maybe they finally got it together against Arkansas State, 73 to nothing. What does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. I actually am not that high on Oklahoma this year. I, at 16, I thought this line was out of control. I think this looks like a two-touchdown win here for an Oklahoma team that's on its way back up, but I'm not so sure it's now. What about Boise State? What are you doing with them today? Oh, man, look at Boise State last week, and what happened to them? Look what UCF did to Kent State. Yeah. Uh, I actually keep laughing that I, I – keep wondering how long we're going to see Gus Malzahn stay at UCF, right? All of a sudden, he's getting job offers, you know, fictional ones, if, if you'd like to call it that. Uh, and back to the SEC, Boise is a tough place to play. I expect them to rebound here. This one went from three and a half to three. I think Boise State wins it on their blue turf. You know, you brought up betting on your own team, so I'm a Notre Dame fan. I hate to admit that sometimes, and that number's kind of been all over the place, eight, seven. Now we're back to seven and a half against North Carolina State, and I get why you can make the case for NC State because it's the first road game for Notre Dame this season. They're obviously stepping up in class. I mean, they've just been beating up on teams the first two weeks, uh, and Sam Hartman's been really bad against North Carolina State, but that was at Wake Forest. Now he has a run game. He's got a real offensive line. What would you do in this game today? Is this a stay away for you, or do you have anything? Notre Dame, North Carolina State, noon kickoff. Well, disclosure, time. I took a bad number here, Ryan. I, I hate to admit that. I took NC State plus six and a half on Tuesday. Line moved against me, but you and I were speaking off air about these line moves from week one. Maybe somehow I get a cover here uh, with a bad number. Wolfpack, I'm hoping that maybe Dave Doreen did not show much offense last week. If you watch that game versus UConn, they were really lackluster. I was not impressed with them. You mentioned Hartman facing the squad before, past three seasons, six touchdowns, six interceptions. I'm a sucker for the home dogs here. I always am, especially ones that went outright. NC State's won three straight as home underdogs, so I'm going to ride the trend here again. But, you know, I'm not confident whenever that line goes through seven, six and a half, to seven and a half now, as you mentioned. It even hit eight on the odd screen there for a minute. I took the plus 242. We'll see if the Wolfpack can't surprise everyone. I might be the only person I know on NC State today. We're talking right now with Kelly in Vegas, Wager Talk owner, host of Bet On It as well. Give her a follow on Twitter, Kelly in Vegas. All right, what, uh, what else you got today? What's your favorite game? Oh, my favorite game, Texas Tech. Man, we got yeah. this one to, to move in the right direction. I took seven on Tuesday, minus 113, down to six. I'm going to be honest with you, Ryan. We talked about last week 
with this team going into Wyoming. I did not expect them to lose this game. That was not in the script. 17 nothing, and all of a sudden, their defense lets the Cowboys back in after a rain delay, losing double overtime. That's tough. But this was a play against the Ducks for me when I made this game. Oregon minus four. I said, okay, I'm going to have this one circled. So maybe we got a little value there in an overreaction spot. Ducks just absolutely obliterated Portland State. Ripped some kid's ear off, in fact. I saw that headline. I thought, that cannot be real. But Oregon has not fared against the Big 12 historically. 17, 18, and 1 against the spread, including 7 and 7 against the spread since 2000. Tech's defense was not impressive last week, but if they can make a defensive stop or two, I know this offense has the firepower to keep up. I took the plus 210 in addition to the plus 7. You're listening right now. BetQL tailgate kickoff. We're talking with uh, Kelly in Vegas. Are you doing anything in Alabama, Texas? It's a marquee game, obviously. You know, you're looking where Texas was 7.5. That's down to 7 right now, so Texas taking some money in some shops. What would you do right there? It's a marquee game. Is that a stay away for you? You just sit back and watch that one, or is there anything that you're liking? I'm going to be watching Texas Tech, Oregon during that one. But you're right. I'll have it on the upper screen in the right-hand corner. I did not bet this one. At 7.5, I looked towards Texas. Quinn Ewers has shown me some moments of greatness, and then he's showed me some moments of flatness. Yeah, granted, last week was against Rice, but we talked about this team and their defense. That game meant a lot more to Rice than it did to Texas, possibly looking ahead here. This one's tough. I'm going to stay away. I think it's going to be a great game. I'm excited to see who ends up winning it. Obviously, we've seen this line move kind of all over the place. I even saw a six and a half this morning on the odd screen, Alabama. It got eaten up real quick, back to seven. So I'm going to stay away, but I'd like to see a nice, like, field goal type game. Whoever wins it, ah, doesn't matter to me. I have to ask you about Nebraska-Colorado because this game has its own page, and Nebraska right now down to yes, two and does. a half. So Colorado a two-and-a-half point home favorite. This total's 58-and-a-half, so the total's actually coming down. Minus 115 to the under over at uh, BetMGM right now. What would you do here? Is Colorado for real? I don't know if Colorado's for real. Uh, I talked about this game on Monday over at Wager Talk, and I said I'm staying away from this game unless I end up betting the under, and everybody got in the comment section and thought I was insane. Again, we saw what Colorado did against TCU, and I never want to discredit that, right? We saw two offenses, no semblance of any defense on either side. Last team to score won the game. Colorado, are they for real? Maybe, but I'm not buying it just yet. Nebraska, really solid defense. The black shirts may be back, but they also played Minnesota. That didn't pass the eye test for me. Minnesota's not some prolific offense. Would I be surprised to see Colorado win this game by two scores? Absolutely not. Would I be surprised to see Nebraska win this game outright in some weird low-scoring 21-20 type game? Kind of the same thing. I think that the reason why the under got hit, Sharp guys knew that the overreaction to what we saw last week was going to happen. They're banking on this Colorado, or excuse me, this Nebraska defense. I can't really trust either team here, but I would not be surprised to see me ending up on the under here coming late. All right, I want to ask you one NFL question, even though this is a college football show, just because week one, obviously, uh, kicked off on Thursday. And I see that we might be in agreement on something because I was checking uh, out your Twitter just now. Uh, But before that, anything else you like in college football today, or are we all good? That makes my entire list of college football. Uh, We pretty much touched on everything I played. I believe I played eight games today, which is kind of excessive for me. But, again, I love playing on these week week one overreactions in week two. All right, we're going to be on the same side. Rice, Marshall, SMU, Boise State, let's go. And uh, I'm going to be rooting against your uh, North Carolina State Wolfpack. I hate Dave Doran. Go Notre Dame. Um, 
Buccaneers over six wins. So I've had this take, right? Either Tampa Bay is going to be terrible, and that should be the goal, like two wins and you get Caleb Williams or Drake May, you get your quarterback of the future because we know Baker Mayfield's not the quarterback of the future. But I've had this take that they could be last year's Seattle Seahawks where there's no expectations. But still, like, you look at the wide receiver room, and I know he wants to be traded, but you have Mike Evans. You have Chris Godwin still. You got guys on the defensive side of the ball that were there for that Super Bowl run and last year, and uh, I know they don't want to be there either, but I could see them maybe sneaking away, winning like nine, ten games. I see you like the over on Tampa Bay. I did. I gave it out, but I said, listen, I can't lay 150 at this point in time. I know you guys are sponsored by BetMGM. I apologize. They do not have their odds up. It's all good. I would rather go over six and a half if you could find it, you know, minus 110 possibly. I'm really risk adverse when it comes to laying that amount of juice for that period of time, right? Like we're looking at six months before you're cashing this ticket. But in regards to Tampa Bay, I live pretty close to there. I go to a ton of Bucks games. We know what we're going to get from this defense, right? We know they have some really solid uh, outside linebackers. I would not be surprised to see this game versus Minnesota this week kind of get turned on its head. We know that Minnesota is a solid team and they like to win football games but 11-0 last year might be a little fraudulent in one score games this line's dropping for week one scares the crap out of me i almost played minnesota in survivor i'm so glad i didn't who did you end up going with in survivor i went with the uh, ravens this week okay so my girlfriend and i that we do one together we did ravens and hers because she could not even begin to stomach the commanders but i took the commanders in mind because it's the only spot to use them honestly where else are we going to use them the entire season if i go out week one with the commanders over a touchdown uh you know new head coach we've seen those stats we talked about all week it's how none of them go into that first game and get a win so be it yeah let's roll i like it all right kelly good luck this week hey thanks ryan really good stuff right there kelly in vegas wager talk owner host the bet on it give her a follow uh, all over the place on social media. Really good stuff. And her plays, again, that she likes, the under-the-radar ones. Rice, Marshall, SMU, and Boise State. I also like Rice today, although that number continues to go down. Coming up, we're going to have kickoff in about two hours and 30 minutes here on the East Coast. we got some good games. This is probably one of the better slates all season long. We get Texas, Alabama. You already know about that, obviously. We get Notre Dame, North Carolina State. We get a rebuilt Miami program year two for Mario. Doing the right thing there. Gone is Josh Gaddis as play caller. Hires some smart football minds. And Tyler Van Dyke is actually healthy this season. Miami looking pretty good. We're able to run the ball last week. Uh, granted, they're going to step up in class here, though, today against Texas A&M. Uh, Notre Dame, North Carolina State. We've already hit on that game. Nebraska, Colorado. That's going to be the big one coming up here at noon that everybody's going to be talking about. Colorado down to two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. The total continues to tick down, down to 58-and-a-half. I actually kind of like the under in that game because I think it correlates with Nebraska winning this game. If Nebraska is going to beat Colorado, they have to run the ball. Nebraska, against a pretty good Minnesota defense, was able to run the ball four or five yards per carry. Yet, for whatever reason, they dropped Sims back three, you know, 19 times in that game. He throws three really bad interceptions. But Gabe Urban Jr. in that game was averaging seven yards per touch. I think if they run the ball 40, 45 times against Colorado, especially with the new clock rule, Nebraska should be able to keep this game close, probably win it outright. Take a quick break. When we come back, we'll give you the best plays for today. We're going to take a look at that Alabama-Texas game. A seven-point spread right now, and a total that continues to go down. Ryan Horvath with you here until 10 a.m. Eastern.